You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,286, and this is 1,598th interview that we've done. We've been on the air since March of 2009, and we're the longest-running business podcast in Orange County, California. Mary Kravitz is a client generation strategist and an international speaker who helps entrepreneurs significantly grow their business without working nights and weekends. That's the entrepreneurs without working nights and weekends, not Mary. She's working all the time. (laughs) Using her methods, the majority of her clients quickly increase their income between 50% to 100%, which means they can double their income. Clients include the former CFO of Microsoft North America, thought leaders in the coaching industry, and rising stars in a variety of other professions. Mary's also, in case you didn't know, an avid roller coaster enthusiast and a kayaking volunteer for a wildlife protection program in beautiful Morro Bay, California. Mary, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you on the program. I've known you for a while, and literally, people, I, we, we've been talking about having her on the show for some time, so this is actually, I'm in all seriousness, excited about her being on our show. Okay, so I need to ask you, because some of the audience might be curious, what does it mean to be a client generation strategist? Well, it's almost like a title I made up, <laughs> if I want to be honest, um, over the years, I've worked with so many service-based businesses, and I was always kind of ping-ponging between messaging and marketing and getting clear about your values and the actual sales process. And finally, I realized that all of the pieces that I was teaching to my clients, it was about client generation. And to streamline the process and understand how to pull all the elements together instead of kind of swinging away, whacking like at a pinata, trying to get clients, finding a structure and a system to generate clients is really what's needed more than any one category of marketing or sales or or anything, because the purpose, (laughs) the, the outcome we're looking for is clients. So my job as a client generation strategist with my clients is to help them find the simplest, quickest, fastest, most enjoyable way to to bring in more of the clients. So you are the first guest out of the 1,598 that we've interviewed over the years on the program who has actually branded themselves as a client generation strategist. So that that is unique, and and I do uh, I, I do love it. That's why I thought I had to start by asking you. What the heck is one of those? And so thank you. Uh, now, in the open, I also kind of said, you you know, who you've worked for. But I'm wondering if you might be able to take us a, a little bit deeper. Like, what are the niches in marketing terms? What are the niches that you serve? And, you know, what is it that's unique about your client generation system that is so valuable to your clients? Well, as far as the niche is concerned, I really have found a sweet spot working with coaches consultants, and trainers. And I think the reason is that my model is 
uh, you know, I'm a service-based business and I'm kind of this coaching consultant trainer type of person myself. And so I find that even though we develop unique approaches for every one of our clients, modeling as a starting point off of what I've done is a very easy translation. We just tweak it so it really fits for them. Um, in addition to the, the coaches, consultants, and, and trainers that we work with, I also work with a variety of other uh, service base. So a lot of some financial planners, accountants, um, a surprising number of marketing firms, actually, <laughs> and social media, digital marketing uh, types of small boutique firms. And I think what makes what I do unique is that I built this from a place of, of crisis, which was that I had four hours of energy a week. I burned out Uh, in the early years of this business, about nine years ago. And I had to figure out how do I keep this thing going? I couldn't, I only had four hours a week. The the business was paying the bills. It wasn't wildly successful, but it was paying the bills. So I had to figure out what do I do? Because I've been going at it very haphazardly up to that point. And so from there, the single question, this is a great question for anyone who's listening to, to write down, is the question that popped into my mind was, what's working? And that guided everything. What's working? Maximize that. That's just where I live. What's working? Maximize that. And so everything that we do is very pared down. If we can take four steps and make it into three or two, that's what we're doing. If we can find a lower tech, lower cost solution, we're going to do that. We want to simplify the heck out of everything and then add the element of elements of your strengths and what you enjoy doing to the mix. Because I really believe that client generation marketing, getting out there in the world can be just as enjoyable as the actual service you provide. And I've got to tell you, that's a real tough sell in the coaching uh, industry because uh, most of them have a really bad experience with marketing. So it's, it's joyful. It's incredibly joyful to be able to bring a shift in understanding of what it means to run the business side of the business for these people who are out in the world making an impact with their services. So we're talking with Mary Kravitz. She's the first ever in in our world, client generation strategist, and she's talking with us about how she helps coaches and consultants and others with their business. But I need to unpack your answer just a bit because here's what I heard, and help me to clarify, please. On I, I first first heard you say your 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 generation strategy was born of necessity based on what you needed to to make your business work for you and scale it, and that you take those precepts and you bring them into a, a client engagement to help them kind of use the similar model. But then I also heard you say you start with the question, what's working? Is that is that question, what's, what, what's working for you when you built the system? Or is that part of what you bring into your coaching for your clients as you build their strategies to attract new clients? It's really what we bring into the, um, to the client's strategies. Uh, because we want to, uh, I see so many times people feel frustrated with their, their systems or their experiences and what they're doing. And they're like, okay, let's just start over. And it's mm-hmm. such an incredible waste of, of what they've already built. Um, so asking what's working, we always look at 
what's already on point in your business? Is your messaging on point? Is your are your target markets already on point? Are your you know, which of your marketing tactics are already working? And then let's just get more strategic and systemized about those pieces. And that way we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So is it your professional experience, having done this for as long as you have, that when you encounter most coaches, consultants, et cetera, they're doing a lot of different things and maybe don't even realize of all the activity, the ones that are getting the results? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. I do a talk where in literally three minutes, I can help people see what they what is working and what's not working. And it's usually people just, you'll hear across the audience kind of this, this sound of people smacking their foreheads like, duh, <laughs> you know, because it's very obvious once you see it. But there's this feeling like, oh, I have to do social media and I have to be doing podcasts and I have to be speaking and I have to be writing blogs and doing webinars. And, and the list goes on and on. And there's just this scattered feeling and people are either, you know, moving a millimeter in a million directions and you can't get any traction that way and you're exhausted besides, or they just freeze up and do nothing. And that can be expensive to do multiple things, yeah. a, little, a little bit of expense on a lot of different platforms and you really get very little return, right? Very, very expensive. Now, the thing is, is that a lot of my people are a bit creative and they like variety like I do. And they haven't positioned that value of valuing variety in the right place in their business. <laughs> so they, they put it into, I'm going to reinvent or I'm going to try something <laughs> new <laughs> instead of working in alignment in a way that's much more strategic and profitable. So thank you for helping me to um, better understand that. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, on the radio show here, we like to ask our entrepreneurial guests, you know, what, because we consider each company potentially has the opportunity to make a positive difference in the world. And, you know, and so I'm, I, I'm wondering, we call that your purpose. So what is the purpose, the difference your, your firm's trying to make in the world? Can you share your business purpose, the, the one that's animating you and giving you this positive energy that is so obvious here on the interview today? Yeah. Well, everything kind of grows from or originates from my personal values, um, which is how we coach our clients, too. My values are freedom, impact, and variety. And so I find a lot of our clients have similar values where they want the financial freedom and sometimes location freedom. They, they want to be making a difference in the world, and often they don't want to get stuck in boring routines. So they want that variety. And so the purpose of my, personally, my purpose is to be making a difference. And, and frankly, my making a difference in the world could have shown up a lot of different ways. It's showing up through my business right now, but like out of college, I only applied to nonprofit organizations. It was in a very different place, but everything I want to do is about making a difference. I want to see impact and change. And working in working with a lot of coaches and consultants who are all making impact on corporate cultures or helping people realize their potential, that allows me to make an even greater impact. So as long, and as long as I'm helping people do something that they want to do, you know, there's this great story. If, can I tell a short story? <laughs> I, one time I was, um, 
I just closed a good client one morning and I was talking to a client and they just closed a big client and I skipped downstairs super excited and I told my husband and like oh, I just I just had a big win and the client had a big win and he asked me which did you like better what's better winning or helping someone else win and I thought about it and I said you know what they're tied for first and that's really where that's where everything drives from with the strategy part of what I do is understanding that we're never service and strategy are never competing we're aligning them so when we're serving, we are most profitable as long as we incorporate strategy and understand they're in alignment. They're not in competition. Yeah. Well, you know, the positive difference we're making is really aligned with my own personal values. And that is, my values are freedom, impact, and variety. And so what we want to do is help everyone who wants to also be making an impact in the world through their business have clients so they can be making that impact and not only have clients but have the financial freedom so they can keep going in their business because we know that you can have a passion for something but if you aren't profitable then you either have to volunteer which is totally fine but if you want it to be a business you have to be profitable so you can keep making that difference in the world we just want to equip people to, to do that for as long as, as they want and be able to do that ourselves, too, and have a real freedom of location, financially, be able to be there for our families. That's really what drives everything we do. Yes, and you're up in uh, the beautiful part of California there. I said in the open that you're actually volunteering some of your time and talents to a wildlife protection program in Morro Bay, so I'm sure that's got to be fun when you're out there on your kayak so talk about having some kind of variety and flexibility it certainly sounds like you've built that into your life yep gotta watch my talk there you go so um we're gonna have to compress a bit of the interview just because we lost a little bit of time due to the technical issues that hopefully the people on the podcast aren't even aware that happened but it did happen in real time (laughs) if you're listening to us live what has been the impact on your business from COVID-19 and how have you had to adjust your business in response to this kind of new reality you know the the impact uh first of all personally it's been very emotional for me it's been a real roller coaster and just some days wipe me out and so i've had to for myself and also model for my clients how to take care of ourselves just personally in this um as far as my business is concerned i've actually i've done pretty well Financially, we adjusted our goals down. Otherwise, I felt like there was too much pressure to try to make something happen that was not necessarily the world we live in anymore. We wanted to grow by 33%. And I was like, I don't feel like putting that kind of pressure on myself. Um, But it also has made me do two things. I've stepped out up my service for people. So um, we've got some more free resources than we have in the past just to make sure everyone feels very supported right now. My community feels supported. And the other thing is I have gotten creative in ways, some things that I've been trying, some kind of sticky problems I've had for years, I've never been forced to find a solution. And right now, forced to find a solution. So I've gotten really creative. And um, then sharing that creativity outwards with others so that they can also take advantage of some of the things I'm discovering. Yes, sometimes necessity is the mother of invention. And, uh, <laughs> like you, me, it is. <laughs> yeah. 
right? And uh, we all have those as entrepreneurs, things that we know we should do, but knowing is not doing, as Marshall Goldsmith says. So work-life balance, can you describe how you are balancing the demands placed on you by your business? You know, What is your strategy for caring for yourself in order to be able to care for others in your life? You know, it, it, uh, every week I do a, a different uh, – I give myself a gr- different grade for how I'm doing with self-care. Some weeks it feels like business is, is all-consuming. It's everything. It's everything I need to do. And other weeks I just find that I really – I schedule well and I put, you know, workouts as a priority. I just have to kind of give myself a lot of grace to say, you know what, I think I give myself grace and I also know the reality of every week's going to be different. So the idea that every day I'm going to be able to do, you know, these five things, it's just not my reality in my business. So self-care, self-care sometimes looks like taking some time on a Saturday to work on a project because I've had no distractions. You know, sometimes self-care looks like, you know what, I'm letting myself off the hook and I'm not going to go do this project that was on the schedule because it's too taxing. Um, it changes all the time. And I think we really hurt ourselves when we, it's like, I really believe in discipline. I mean, you just cannot get things done without discipline. But I also think we have to be very realistic on a week-to-week basis and flex with reality of what's going on. Yeah, there's been articles published and reports about the emotion that's being um, that people are experiencing right now because of this altered kind of state that we're in across this country. And one of the areas is the stress factor for people that are kind of living in a new normal that maybe they're not uh, used to. And so I think it's even more important at this time to have those moments of self-care. So. I'm glad that you're giving yourself some grace, Mary. A uh, couple more questions, and we only have a few minutes, on the, unfortunately. But can you share an idea or a strategy, tactic, or a tip for these entrepreneurs and business people that are just hanging on your every word? Um, maybe to, maybe help them get more clients in this COVID-19 new normal world? Don't be afraid to ask for business. This is one of the things that is, is holding a lot of people back. And... I'm noticing people are pulling back and not offering their services. And there are still people who are, now this isn't every industry, but majority of industries, there are still people out there who are looking for what you have. So um, I had to write myself a letter about seven weeks ago. So this was probably early March or mid-March. And I couldn't figure out how do I move forward because I had a voice in my head that was saying, gosh, if you ask people for money right now, that's, that's just irresponsible or, or you're being opportunistic. And what I came down to was I just have to run my damn business. I need to engage in the things that I was going to engage in beforehand. I am going to offer the things I offered before. I'm going to offer a little bit more actually and just run the business model for others who are afraid to offer their services during this time for fear of offending. Model for them that you are going to ask for the business in a way that is appropriate. And when asked, I mean, obviously, we're not going to be that pushy car salesman type of thing, but don't be afraid to flip over your open sign and ask for business. Hmm. Awesome. So, Mary Kravitz, if someone would like to learn more about you 
and your role that you play for these entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, how do they find you online? The best place to go is simplygetclients.com. That is my website. And as this is being recorded, I'm like two weeks away from a big rebrand where it's going to be beautiful. So it's going to be, has just some super cool resources on it. So right now, give it a couple of weeks. It's a little old and clunky. It's going to be gorgeous in a couple of weeks. But simplygetclients.com, or if you want to reach out to me personally, um, just to get some resources directly, Mary at simplygetclients.com. Mary, thank you for being a friend of the program, uh, understanding uh, we had a little bit of a snafu in the middle of your interview. But again, if you're listening to the podcast, you're not even aware that anything happened. So thank you, Crystal Nunley. All right, she's one of our producers. So thank you, my friend, for being a part of the program and look forward to seeing you the next time you are in Southern California. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Bye. I'd like to thank our engineer for today, but I won't because I think he induced the technical issues that we had. So he's a bad boy today. Um, but our producers are excellent people. I would like to thank Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and our newest producer, Vanessa Holland. If you'd like to connect with me, I say let's do it on LinkedIn. I am Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.